Have you heard? I now have a Patreon account where you can sign up to support my work and get some pretty awesome perks to help you realize your own potential. Perks include things like handwritten notes sent via snail mail, monthly oracle card readings for your business, and even exclusive monthly intuitive business coaching sessions. Check it out at patreon.com slash her entrepreneurial spirit. I think we are looking for the thing that we feel we're missing at times. And oftentimes what we're missing is, is that connection to ourselves, to our wise selves, what brings joy and happiness. And it does not have to be attached to a business or money that will follow when you're in alignment with that excitement about who you are and what you're here to do that will follow. Hello and welcome to Her Entrepreneurial Spirit. I'm your host, Monique Glover. This is a place for spiritual entrepreneurs to connect and share their voices. Join me as I talk with women who are harnessing the power of intuition, creativity, and trust in order to build authentic and purpose-driven businesses. It's time to lean into your own light as you let these stories encourage you to explore the unlimited potential of your entrepreneurial spirit. Laura is a professional psychic and medium who has earned an adoring reputation as being the voice of compassion, guidance, and gratitude for the bereaved, the curious, and the lost. In addition to private readings, Laura offers workshops, retreats, and mentorship opportunities for those looking to develop their own psychic and mediumship abilities. Laura is passionate about helping others and has committed herself to offering her services as a psychic medium and a remote viewer for volunteer organizations that work closely with law enforcement agencies to help locate missing persons. I met Laura almost a decade now. I actually can't believe it thinking on it this morning. And although I couldn't place it at the time, I felt instantly at ease and drawn towards her loving energy. And I remember having the most moving conversations with her. Two children and a pandemic later for me, (laughs) I am honored to call Laura my teacher and mentor as I learn how to embrace and fine-tune my own abilities and nurture my relationship with spirit. Welcome, Laura. I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much, Monique. I'm excited to be here. Let's get into entrepreneurship. We were talking a little bit off recording earlier about how this is not, you know, you get those lists of occupations in high school, (laughs) teacher, doctor, police officer, and psychic and medium isn't one that you tick off <laughs> when you think of <laughs> occupations. How how did it start? How did you get into entrepreneurship and this field? Well, it's interesting because I've been connected to spirit for as long as I can remember, certainly as far back as my teen years and taking a very traditional uh, trajectory, you know, working after uh, you know, school and and working after school, high school and and getting into the working field. And um, I was in um, a work field in editing and quality assurance and that kind of thing. So there were a lot of very high standards in in what I bring to my work today. But what I thought was interesting was I was in this field of um, The company that I worked for actually reverse engineered semiconductor chips for intellectual property. And it was like putting a round peg in a square hole. No matter how much I tried to make it fit, it just, it wasn't working. And so I decided to take some time off. And in that time off, um, one of our children arrived. And that led me to um, you know, spend time thinking about things and and my life took a, a different turn in with our children and and the path that I had thought I was going to be on ended up 
shifting and changing. And it was during a period of time with one of my my children that needed some extra care that I just went back to my you know upbringing, which was uh, quite churchy. And I just started praying and asking for guidance and help, and um, I actually received it. I received it in beautiful forms of messaging um, through one of my children. I also received it in beautiful forms of um, objects in my home, of um, visuals, of seeing people, deceased people coming through that just brought me so much love and comfort. So I went from a very traditional job, uh, career path, and this just really landed on my lap without a thought of it becoming a job, quote unquote. As time progressed and I was making more connections to spirit to the other side, to see people coming through and really receiving answers that I needed guidance around, um, I, I found that the messages that came through for me were so supportive and beautiful. And it, it gave me this faith that there was a benevolent source on the other side. So I had friends that started to ask me, you know, can you do readings for me? Can you tell me some things? Can you tune in whenever they were having any difficulties in their lives? Not for, not for reasons around just fun or show or, you know, kind of entertainment tricks, things, not at all. It was when they were having any difficulties or really needed some insight into things that were going on in their lives. And I just found that I was able to tune in and provide them with an answer. And they started saying, you know, you should really do readings. I I met somebody, um, another psychic, and she said, gosh, you should really do readings for people. And then I went through this whole process of that self-searching around, well, who am I to be doing readings or offering people insight? Um, There was that real integrity piece that came in for me and keeping my integrity so high in in not only myself as an individual, but the business field that I had been in was very important. And also, how would that be received by, you know, family, loved ones? It was not what I was doing. And certainly people hadn't been aware that I had that ability because I had I had shut it out for many, many years. So that's how it ended up coming um, to fruition for me as, as a job, I guess, as a, as a career path, which it is now, is it was very organic. I started doing a few readings here and there, and, and then people would say, gosh, you should, you know, do a little bit more of that, or can you teach me how to meet my spirit guide, or can you show me how to connect or what are the steps to do that when you want to reach a loved one on the other side and then I decided to start putting workshops together and again it just flowed it flowed so naturally putting putting workshops together and gathering small groups and now as you know I've been teaching for over 15 years and uh, I I love it I, I love all of it and I feel so blessed to have this as I don't think of it as a job at all, I feel it's it's very much my life. It's my lifestyle. It's it's I embrace it as part of my life, and I'm always um, passionate and willing to share my information, you know, to help others and and help other people see how they can connect as well. So that's how I got into the work that I'm doing, and it is a full time job, and then some. It really mm. is. Yeah. Talk to me a bit about it being, it's not like you have a nine to five open hours and it's just on and off, you know, you go to your office, you do your thing, you come back that it's really a lifestyle. It, It is a lifestyle. And some of the work that I do is very time sensitive. If somebody has, um, you know, if somebody's gone missing or somebody has an urgent requirement, um, I would definitely put things aside or look at that or, or as, as you say, go back to that in the evening or, you know, there are things that, that cannot wait. So as far as an entrepreneurial business, it's, it's not just my lifestyle. It's, it's every day, how I tune in, how I live, how I connect, um, learning more so that I can share more and, 
really keeping that balance of the day-to-day structure of a business of of emails and e-commerce and websites and all of those technical things that you also have to stay on on top of. Um, I much prefer to have others do that side for me so that I can focus on what I'm good at and that's connecting and teaching. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it's very overwhelming, especially at the beginning as entrepreneurs, you feel like I can do that. I can do all of that. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can do this. I can do my website. I can find my clients. And then you realize that you're the only person running your company pretty much and That's you right. don't you don't have any time to spend your time in your your genius zone i've heard it called before your your place of passion because you're you're so busy trying to figure out the technology and that's not why you went away from your nine to five job in the first place was to sit here and do these same things before yourself now. And that's, that's a really good point because I remember when I first started teaching workshops and renting space and, you know, there were coffee and refreshments and things like that. And I was setting all of that up. And even one place I, I actually had to go in and set up chairs and this was a long time ago. And I can remember saying to the universe and setting that intention, I want to just arrive and be able to be in my zone and and share with people and get right to it and not have any of that. So I would like to find a space that would do all of that for me. And, you know, the next thing I know, I arrive at, I meet somebody, this couple that had space and they said, oh, we're so glad you can use our space and we will do everything for you you just tell us what you need and we'll set it up. And it was just beautiful. This was until the pandemic hit, of course, but it was just beautiful. So you can manifest those things too in business. You can manifest all of that by by setting your intention and being very clear on what it is that you want. We all have that connection to the other side and and the ability to really spearhead and, and, and focus on how do we want our business to look? How, what, what sorts of clients do we want to have? And who do we want to offer our services to? I think that there's, I think that there's, um, I'll say a bit of a belief in the spiritual field that because we have a gift, we, we give and give and give and, and we should be giving it. And I will say yes, absolutely, to a certain degree, but then you 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 need to balance that. It's also, you know, we've put I've put money into study and better myself, and I volunteer so much of my time that people would never see. So it's okay when you're when you're setting that framework up of to to be paid for what you're doing, but to also attract the clients that you really want to spend time with, not people that you may not have wanted to do readings for and and there's no judgment here it's just you get to a certain stage in your business as an entrepreneur where you can be a little choosier or or set your intention and manifest that you have clients that really are ready to do their work and they really value what you have to offer so it's a much better flow in an entrepreneurial business it's not this start and stop and sort of jagged energy of, well, I'll have a few people here and then it'll stop. And then maybe somebody will like what I'm offering, but then that will go quiet for a bit. I really feel as an entrepreneur and how I manifest is I want this flow and this the beautiful people coming that are, are ready to hear what spirit has to say and ready to connect to their own gifts so that they can feel empowered with their own choices and, and move forward and, and, you know, live a, I'll say a better life or feeling more confident about where they are, the choices they've made. So I like to set those intentions as an entrepreneur, because we work very hard. We work very hard as entrepreneurs. People don't see the, the time that you put in when, when other people maybe are not, I mean, there's always a balance, but if I'm going to put in that much time and I value and honor my time and 
my connection to spirit, the reverence that I have, then I want to be able to share it with people that also um, have that same respect and and value. Mm-hmm. And I I really feel that there is there's this fear, this almost kind of scarcity mindset that you need to. I find there's a lot of people in the business world that tell you, you have to do this and this and this and this, or else you're not a real entrepreneur or you're never going to be successful. And, you know, this is what worked for me. So you need to follow these steps and then, you know, you'll be some great business person. (laughs) And there's this fear even around, I find social media that you need to be on these platforms and you need to be doing these posts and this and this, or else no one's going to see or hear what you need to say. But in reality, it's the opposite that you have the power to bring these people to you without, without pushing so hard. I, I absolutely agree. Now, of course, there is a business framework that we we all require. There's monies, ins and outs and, and bills to pay and all of that kind of thing. So, you know, there is that framework to, to follow as an entrepreneur, no matter what field we're in, in an entrepreneurial business, but in the spiritual field as well. Um, but my take on it, as far as social media using platforms, following a certain protocol, however it is, I'm not saying that they aren't good, but I am directed by, I'll say, spirit. And the people that need my services, they'll find me or I'll find them. And it doesn't matter that if I have a large following on social media or I don't, I really trust that they will find me and that connection will be made. So oftentimes, they don't find me on social media. My business is through word of mouth. It's still growing very organically. So I'm not saying that social media isn't good. That in itself provides a framework of, you know, sharing what you do and, and holding space for what you do. And, and you can put a, a face to a name and, and have a dialogue there, which is, is very helpful. And, and it's of course, very current in our society, but I still trust that if I don't get something on social media, I don't worry about it because the people will still find me. There's an energetic draw to uh, being aware when you're in alignment of what you are here to do, what you are here to offer to people and being in service with those gifts. There's that energetic draw that I trust and have this faith that I will meet the people that need those services and will grow exponentially with that. And, and I can say that that is what's happened for me in my business. Mm, and can you talk to us a bit about how you built up that trust and that confidence and that alignment and what it might feel like if you're out of alignment? I feel a lot of times you don't you don't even realize you're out of alignment until maybe something really drastic hits or the pandemic hits and it makes you really question everything. Are there any early signs that you have found in your experience that it just feels like something's not right? Yes, for sure. So my rule of thumb, if I'm on track with something, I can work hard at it, but it should feel really great. It should feel great and I should be energized about it and and excited and I I want to wake up at five in the morning to get started on it. Again, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to put in effort or hard work because I do, but it feels right. So you feel the joy and excitement and passion of wanting to do more and create more when you're in alignment. When you're out of alignment, it just, things just do not go well. You have an idea, you think this is what I'm going to offer, and either it goes flat, it doesn't come together, the location doesn't work. Um, I'm talking about not being out of alignment completely on your path. I'm working within a framework here. So things just don't come together. You, you, It's not enjoyable. You meet obstacles. And I've found that often as human beings, 
that's when a lot of us want to just work harder and dig in. If I work harder, if I put more money into it, then for sure it's going to work out and it's going to, you know, we we have a bit of stubbornness about us that the perseverance, which is a great quality, um, but not when something isn't working out. That is the key signpost for me to sit back and regroup and regroup and look at all of the pieces that why are they not flowing or why are they not working out? Why is it not coming together? And in my experience, it is, it's likely not coming together for a couple of reasons. It's not what you are here to offer. It's not your unique gift. It's not your unique imprint um, to offer the world of what you're trying to, to put together. Or the other piece is you're not ready. And that is the bigger key for me when you're not ready because our helpers, I'll call them on the other side, our guides, our loved ones, they don't want us to trip and fall. They don't want us to have difficult experiences. So if we give it some time and put it aside without tremendous disappointment and have a realization, well, maybe this is not the right time for it. It doesn't mean that it's wrong, but I'm going to come back to that. You will likely find that there is something around your inner journey work, your growth, that you need the experience around first before that is going to be successful. So when you're not in alignment, it doesn't mean you're completely way off track. This is generally when you're kind of like that screen door that just feels like you're in, in the groove and then you go, and then it, it gets knocked <laughs> out. That's how I get the analogy. And then you get back in the groove and then you get knocked out. It's like, why does that keep happening? So sit and and regroup at that point. And if you have faith to connect to that benevolent source spirit, however you want to term it, your guides, your loved ones, then, or your wise self, sit and have that quiet moment of what do I need to know about this? How can I improve upon this? Why is it not coming to me in the way that I thought? Generally speaking, when it doesn't come to you in the way that you think it should, it's because it's not the best for you. And again, This is generally where we as humans get caught up in the fact that, well, I'm going to do more and put in more money and work harder at it, and that will fix it. And it's generally not the case. So whenever there's an energetic feeling like that of frustration, it's not working out. It's not coming together. I'm feeling annoyed, irritable, um, disappointed. That would be your cue that you are out of alignment. It's, it's really around the emotion, the, the emotions, how you feel about it, but also so whether you're feeling passionate and, and excited or just frustrated with everything. So that's how I would describe being in alignment or not. And the personal growth that comes out of it, too, I find really interesting because you've heard stories of people that say, you know, well, I took that leap of faith and I I quit my job and took out this loan and everything fell flat and it makes me right. wonder if maybe it was jumping the gun too soon or not sitting with it or being being very human and taking big like cinematic drastic <laughs> steps instead of small small things first so i think what is really nice about being an entrepreneur and and being tuned into something that you want to create is having that awareness that there's a desire to create it and and have a business in a specific field. But we have realities as, you know, human beings and our, and our lives and responsibilities. So my suggestion often is if you have a good day job, you keep it unless you can't absolutely tolerate it. You keep your day job while you were bringing in the energy of this beautiful entrepreneurial piece and, and studying more, experiencing it more, enjoying it more, when you connect to your passion and when you're in alignment with what you're here to do, your life purpose, um, you know, as, as you, the individual, then it's not work. You You want to read, you want to study, you want to journal, you want to be engrossed in that as often as you can in your downtime. And then as you spend more time experiencing that and studying and putting things together, framework, whatever it might be, then the beauty is when finally you start to make a little bit of money at it, 
And then you can marry the two together. So then you've spent, I don't could be two months, it could be two years, it could be five years. And then you can be in a position of saying, well, I have enough experience doing this, then I may be able to give up my day job and make enough money doing what I'm doing here, rather than jumping the gun and letting go of one and not having the experience or the business framework for the other. I see it kind of like sliding scales that one one goes up while the other one lessens and it's yes it's a gradual process instead of i mean i've had these feelings myself of even within entrepreneurship of i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to offer these services i'm just going to you know completely get rid of it cold turkey <laughs> and be very i don't know almost dramatic about it instead of bringing in what I want to do and slowly maybe scaling back on the things that I'm not as passionate about anymore. When you're fueled by this passion, it feels like you just want to jump in and forget about everything else (laughs) in your life. But that is the, that's the key for you to realize that you're in alignment when you, when you connect to that passion. I mean, How many people do you know? We all know somebody that has been working at a job or doing something in their lives that they're they're not happy with. And it's not about just quitting a job and finishing up and and starting something cold turkey. It's it's finding that passion, that one thing that that makes you feel excited, that you really enjoy. And my suggestion is taking those baby steps. It's finding that oftentimes we forget what it is or we feel that we've never really known what it is. And it's that inner journey work, that connecting to your wise self and also to spirit to pose those questions. You know, what am I here to do? What what are my unique gifts? What what would make me really excited in life? Because a lot of people just have lost touch with even that basic idea, let alone creating a business out of it. Would you say that's kind of the first steps into finding your life purpose? If someone's listening right now and thinking, well, I don't know what my life purpose is or, oh, I like doing this, but I I could never make a career out of it that, you know, sometimes you're so deep in this muddy confusion that you just want someone to hand you a card. So your life purpose is yada, yada, yada. (laughs) This is what you have to do. But I know that's not the case. No, because it, I can tune into somebody's life purpose and say, this is an opportunity for you. This is what you would be good at. But then I can also back it up and energetically look at where the individual is current time. And sometimes there's a pretty big gap in where they are and getting to their life purpose. So to close the gap, I've always found, you know, a few things that work. First of all, um, is that that simple thing of finding what you're passionate about again, because the more that you get excited about something, even if it is just the simplest thing, it's not about a job or a business card or a website. It's doing something that makes you feel good. It raises your vibration. It brings in more of that, more of that comes to you. You find that gratitude again, you find that connection to source, to gratitude, to enjoyment of, of life. And that does open the door to more of it. So doing anything that brings you joy, watching a movie, eating your popcorn, going for a walk, sitting quiet. It doesn't have to be a big money cost thing. It can just be, I love doing this. It makes me feel good. So I am going to do more of it. And oftentimes people miss the fact that um, I can use my example of playing piano years ago. I thought, well, maybe this is what I'm going to do for my life purpose. I'm going to be a concert pianist. But when I look back now, 40 years, I realized that that made my soul sing. I lost track of time when I was playing piano. And when you lose track of time like that, when you're just, you're disconnected from any difficulties or worries, that's that window when spirit comes in and starts to speak. 
And that's when you can receive the most profound information. So I would say to anybody, if you love painting, start painting, start coloring, do something that you enjoy that is almost like an active meditation, because when you do that, you are you allow your mind to sort of release and, and let go for a bit. And that's when you get these creative bursts. It may be something of, oh, I haven't thought about that since I was a teenager, or I really like doing that in my 20s. Why did I stop? And it doesn't mean you're going to create a job out of it at the moment, but you may actually circle back to it and think, I'm going to start doing that again because I really liked it. It's that kind of thing that will open the door to help you with your passion again, that will propel you forward to your life purpose rather than thinking, this is my life purpose. I need to get it on a business card, get it up on a website, and there it is, and I'll be all set. (laughs) Very much a process and a journey, as frustrating as that sounds. Mine has been over 20 years of... know, doing my work, looking at different aspects of my life and my accomplishments, my disappointments, all of that, but staying the course of the trust and the faith that there's a, there's a reason that you're pulled towards something that raises your vibration and makes you excited about things. And that's the goal. Somebody once asked me at a conference, um, they said, what is my life purpose? And I replied and I just said, you are. We often are looking for that brass ring, the thing, again, as I said, the business card, the thing to call ourselves where your life purpose is everything that you embody and what you can share and offer to people, your life experience, what you were good at, what you enjoy, how you can support others. And that's when the real life purpose comes in because we connect to that or in alignment with it energetically and our belief system matches it energetically. And that's when we can think, ah, okay, maybe I could actually do something with that. Yeah. That, that we're so eager to, to label it. I think of it, it's same thing as a job description or you meet someone for the first time and almost always the first question, well, what do you do? And it's almost we're so attached to these labels that there's a discomfort in not being able to have a label for ourselves. That's right. Well, we can still have our, our day job label. Yes. I'm a this, I'm a that. And many people enjoy their day jobs. But for people that are searching for something different, we keep our day jobs while we while we start you know, finding our passion again, and what is that? And what does it mean? Um, Just because you enjoy, let's say, as an example, I'll say yoga, that doesn't mean that you have to have a business or a studio or become a teacher. Maybe the yoga is the modality that has allowed you to connect to yourself and open up your energy and, and realize what you're here to do that The yoga is part of it, but you have a different life purpose. And I think people miss that. They miss those things. So people can spend money on a course and think, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to be doing. Wherein it's really part of the journey. It's one step on the path of your life and, and your experience of what you're here to do. And it doesn't take away from being good at it or possibly teaching it. But if we hang on to the idea, if I take this, then I am going to have a business in it, we can find disappointment in that when it doesn't work out. But if we look at it as part of the journey and the experience of our own growth and expanding ourselves, our energy, our our connection to our wise self so that we can get to the thing that we are supposed to be doing, that's really the goal and the, the beautiful outcome. Mm, it, it definitely changes your perspective on things that I remember thinking that I'd have, you know, degrees and certificates sitting in boxes and that I would resent the fact that I'm not using these and I'm paying student loans off these degrees that now I'm not even in this field at all without really seeing the whole picture. 
of what that was leading me towards. I remember, you remember that there was a time I worked as a doula for a little bit, a birth and postpartum doula. And I was also pursuing my graphic design business. And I thought, this is nuts. Like, I'm what, a graphic designing doula? Like, this is... (laughs) Who's going to take me seriously? (laughs) And I'm not doing the doula work now, but I'm working with women in such an intimate kind of mentoring role now. And I learned so much of that from that time, even though I'm not a birth doula. And it's almost like when you look back and you can connect the dots, it gives you that faith of, okay, I wasn't led astray. I was supposed to learn that all along to get to where I am now. That, that's exactly it. And maybe part of being the birth doula um, was to give you the confidence to speak with women in a very, in that intimate way. And so that they, there's a trust that is built and a confidentiality of privacy that they would trust you in that capacity because it is very personal and private and so it doesn't mean that that has that you lose that capacity about yourself. That's always there and always part of you. But it it was part of the stepping stone to get you to where you are today. And it doesn't mean that that the birth doula might not loop around again in some capacity. So it's there energetically. It's all part of you of what you've learned and what you know about yourself. So it's not, a, it's, there's nothing disappointing about it. It's the, the strength is when you can look at that and realize that that's part of your journey and not just the only thing. There's so many aspects to ourselves in, in our growth and, and our experience in, in our lives and what we're here to do. I also love the piece of just the joy being what it is. It's something that brings you joy. I think this, having this entrepreneurial mind, you're always seeking this kind of next business opportunity and almost how to monetize everything. Like, oh, I'm a great baker or your neighbor tells you, oh, you should sell this. You should make this into a business and everything almost turns into, oh, I can make this into a business instead of your example of piano that, no, I just love playing the piano because it brings me joy. And that is, that is all it brings me joy. And that's good enough. I don't need to turn it into a business. (laughs) Exactly. I agree with that. I think we are looking for that business, that fixing thing, that the thing that we feel we're missing at times and oftentimes what we're missing is is that connection to ourselves to our wise selves of what brings joy and happiness and it does not have to be attached to a business or money that will follow when you're in alignment with that excitement about who you are and what you're here to do that will follow you touched a bit on creativity and being in your flow and when things bring you joy that it also brings you creativity and it provides you with these insights as you're making these connections to spirit. And um, I've talked to women and experienced myself when, when you are out of alignment and you don't, you're not doing these things that bring you joy it's almost like part of that is your creativity gets stifled that, you know, people say, Oh, I used to paint. I used to draw. I used to write. And I just feel like I can't. Do you find that there's um, a tie between the joy and raising your vibrations and the creativity that comes from it? Definitely. Definitely. And I'll, I'll just say in, in my field, I think that people can get a bit, hung up on when they're looking for information or they want that insight or that answer from spirit, the other side, I think people can get hung up on, well, who's talking to me? Is it my guide? Who is it? How are they giving it to me? What does it mean? I don't know how to decipher it. And it can get so muddled with, you know, the analytics around all of that, rather than just taking going into that quiet space if if you're not a meditator that's fine but doing that active meditation as I described it um, 
when spirit comes in and give you gives you those creative bursts and those things that you think, wow, that would bring me some excitement. Not worry about, well, who's bringing it to you? How are you getting it? What does it mean? When you get the creative bursts that make you feel good, the idea of it, we really, what we want to do is connect to the energy of ourselves with it. That's sort of another topic. But when you get the creative bursts, just start jotting them down. Keep a journal, have a little pad of paper. It doesn't matter. You don't have to wait till it's a fancy journal. Just jot down anything repetitious that you start thinking about feeling what somebody says to you. Hey, you really helped me with that. You'd be really good at that. Just keep jotting it down, making a list. And then I always tell people you start looking for the common denominator. What's the common theme in all of that? What's the common theme in what you are receiving messages about, um, little bursts of insight about, what people ask you about, what what makes you feel good. And then you can start going back to that list and again, looking at it. Well, you know, so many people ask me about this. I never really thought of myself as offering that insight or doing that for people. I just think, oh, that's kind of an everyday thing that I just do and I didn't notice it. And that is generally the everyday thing. The beauty of who you are is what people want. And that's your gift. That's what it is. And we miss it because we we feel that it's got to be something harder or there's got to be more to it. Or, you know, I need to know who's telling me about it before it will make sense to me. And I've got to know why would they know to bring that information to me. And again, I think we just get a bit confused with that. So when you get any creative bursts like that in the middle of washing dishes, digging the garden, shoveling snow, whatever it is, cleaning, whatever you do, that's when you get those bursts of insight and and you want to make a, a list of those and start to track what is the common theme and what makes you feel excited about those things. And then you can go to the next step of, huh, I wonder if this is a sign for me or a message and what could I do with that if I chose to do something with it? And again, this is where I think we get caught up we receive this information and insight and then we think we have to we have to act on it or we have to build a business with it i'm not discouraging anybody in any way but what if we just enjoyed the beauty of knowing what it is for a period of time we just live with it and integrate that information into our daily living and enjoy all of that rather than feeling that okay now we've got it we we now have to go to task and and build <laughs> That, that will come yeah. because people will ask you for your services, for your gifts, because we all have our unique gifts. So the pe- people that need your services will continually ask you for them. And then it's your choice. It's an opportunity. Do I really want to do something more with it? Do I want to create a business out of it? Maybe I only want to do something part-time. That would be my suggestion. And isn't that so true about downplaying your own gifts that... Other people can see it in you so readily and you can see gifts in other people and the people in your life that you value these gifts, these talents they have, but then in yourself, you can be so blind to it or, or scared to step into it. I think we can be afraid to step into it because I think we're conditioned that we need to do something with it or analyze it or make sense of it rather than just enjoy what it is for what it is. Mm, It was the same with the messaging. I really liked how you, you were talking about labeling. Well, who's sending the, this message? Is it my guide? What is their name? Or is it my deceased grandmother? And I, (laughs) it's not the purpose of the message, but you are, you're, you're analyzing it. I had heard um, a past life regression therapist speak and he was talking about people that were like, oh yeah, the, whatever, this is, this person could have made up this information, yada, yada. And he had said, well, even if they had gone and researched, you know, all this very detailed information as, you know, a 12-year-old child, even if that was the case, it still cured the condition that they came in for. They still healed from it. So at the end of the day, does it really matter what it was if the end result was healing from it 
Right. If it was effective. Yeah. Right. And I feel it's the same with the messaging. Does it really matter at the end of the day who this person is or what's their name or what they look like if the end result is how it's making you feel? That's right. But I I think that depending on your interest in the psychic mediumship field and who is on the other side and how does it work and all of those intriguing questions that some of us have, we would want to expand and practice that and tune into it a little bit more so that we have a little more definitive, definitive idea of who it is that we're connecting with and what their purpose is and why. But I remember very, very early on um, in a reading uh, was delivering information to somebody and the person leaned over and said, who are you talking to? And I said, <laughs> well, does it matter? And they actually said, no, but yeah. when you get into mediumship, it's, it's a little bit different. Well, it is different because you are making a connection with a deceased loved one on the other side and that validation and names and very specific details that is important in, in certainly in a reading because you have to bring that validation. But I think for some of us that are open to the other side and intrigued by it, I think it's pretty exciting when you start to figure out who is talking to you on the other side and what they want to say and how are they guiding you, especially when you start to feel the resonance of the energy when the person steps in and, and you notice that it's the same suggestions that they're giving you and you just... You, you, you realize it, but you haven't acted on it. And that would be when a guide is stepping in saying, remember, I mentioned that to you about three years ago, and you still haven't acted on it. You Would you like to try it again now? <laughs> because they will just wait, you know, in infinity over there until it's the end of your days, whenever that is. But I'm having a bit of a smile here. They're They're going to keep giving you suggestions, but we down here just keep thinking, well, it really can't be anything. Was that a message? Was it really a real message? Was it not a message? I don't know. And we spent all of this time getting confused by it, where if we just took the information and sat with it and and found a truth with it, a truth for ourselves with it, not just what someone else is saying, but that's the other thing about information that comes through. Um, you have to feel the truth and the resonance of it when you're receiving it or when somebody's giving it to you for it to for you to be able to act on it or or receive the energy of a healing. Yeah. you have to feel the truth of it yourself. And part of that is, you know, a, a good dose of skepticism that some people have, I suppose. And another part of it is also, um, readiness for the person receiving the information because they will keep feeding you information from the other side. They will give you suggestions and nudges and go here, go right, don't go left. You know, that worked well for you, that didn't. And most of us just don't pay attention to it. But if we did, imagine what we could accomplish, even just at a personal level of feeling good, if we actually listen to that guidance. Do you find in your experience working with guides, can they start to get pushy after a while if you're yes. doing a great job ignoring things? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. I will say mine has walked away many times. Well, call me when you're ready. <laughs> I imagine that to be the most frustrating job that it's yes. like, no, go left. Why are you going right? No, go left. Oh my gosh. Can you just... <laughs> How long? It's like watching this really bad reality TV show. <laughs> I think they they have a bit of a funny and frustrating job up there, right? <laughs> yes. Sending down this this wave of information. I'm, I'm again. I'm smiling with this, and you know, it just falls on deaf ears. It's just it doesn't go anywhere, and then they try it again, try it again, and anyhow, it's all part of the process, I suppose. But. Um, I think when you tune in and so, so this is something I think is really important. You can receive information in my field from somebody like myself, um, a reader, psychic, a medium, and it can be beautiful, very profound and very on target on, on task and, and energetically in alignment, all of those things that you go, aha, I feel and know that to be true. But when you receive the information yourself, through a source outside of yourself, like on the other side, 
not through me or another medium or another psychic. When you actually have that first experience that defies logic, that you have, let's say, been asking a question in your mind, wondering about something, should I move? Should I not? Should I get this, take this job? Should I not? Whatever the questioning is that you have. And then all of a sudden, the car drives in front of you and it's written on the license plate. That kind of message, when you receive it yourself, it, it kind of stuns you because you sit there and you think, you know, I, I say I've been gobsmacked so many times. How did that just happen? How did that happen in that exact right time? And that's when I say, well, you've received a message from spirit yourself, not through a reader. And it changes the way you live. It changes what you believe. I, I feel it certainly did for me. Now, it doesn't mean that you give yourself over and are guided by spirit in every single step of the day and, and your decision making. No, not at all. We we live our own lives and do our own things here. But when the chips are down and we really have a question that we need help with and, and we ask earnestly and from the heart, this is what I need help with, what would be the best for me? And then an answer like that drives past you. That's happened for me. It's just, wow, I I noticed that. Thank you. Now, in the beginning, and I think this still happens with people, um, they'll receive a message like that and they'll think, okay, well, I kind of get that, but I need more. I need more of a message than that. And, and I do feel you'll receive it, but at some point in time, take the message and act on it or show appreciation for it and, and the help that it's given you in your life. and and expect to receive more like that. It's it's very empowering. And the experience is like no other when you receive a message from spirit like that or through you as a from a loved one. Mm. And Laura, is this something anyone can start to do that anyone can connect? You don't need to be, you know, you don't have to have this special hard wiring in you. Or I think so many of us seek outside ourselves for someone else to tell us, for a medium to tell us, to go to a reading and for them to tell right. us. Is anyone able to listen for and receive these messages? So yes, I think everybody is able to connect. And I'm going to say though, to a certain degree, I think everybody can connect to a certain degree to retrieve information, receive, feel the beauty from the other side, from a deceased loved one. But like any, I'll call it job, there's people in certain fields that that's their purpose and they're better at it and they're good at it. And that's what they're here to do. It would be like me trying to be an accountant. I'm my, you know, I'm going to go to an account because that's not my field, but it doesn't mean that I couldn't do some of my own bookkeeping if I'm explaining this correctly or, or the way to understand. So we can all connect to a certain degree, but you may want to speak to somebody like myself or someone else in the field if you want to retrieve or connect to information that is a little more fine-tuned. But can everybody connect to a certain degree? Yes, I do believe that. I, I like that kind of analogy of that everyone still has their their talents and might be able to connect or in different ways than you can to different extents to clarify things. But you don't have to have any special, you don't have to be gifted with anything special to take notice around you to when those signs are being given. That's right. Other than to just do that, to notice it mm. and, and to notice it with appreciation. I find it's very, um, maybe it's the stigma in our society around it, but it's very quick we can be very quick to judge that information as oh, a figment of our, you know, or of our active imagination or, you know, I don't know why I thought that or, oh, that must have been because so-and-so told me yada, yada, that it's very, that you can be very quick to pass it off without even thinking is something that you made up and that is not important. Well, so here's the thing. I'm very practical about things. I obviously have a connection and I, I, I connect every single day through readings work for myself. Um, but there are times that 
you receive a message and you know, and I'll get to this, you know, it's a message from spirit because you feel it in the body. You feel that you've had a connection. It energetically feels different. And then there are times when you're asking for a sign and you might think, oh, well, that must be a sign. And I will say, no, it's just something that's happened in your daily, (laughs) your day. So not everything has to be a sign on the other side either. (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, no. And I think that's where we can get a bit caught up in things. We we're here, we're living our lives, we're doing things, but not, I, I, not every bird is a sign. Not every (laughs) feather is a sign. Can they be signs? Yes. And they can be beautiful signs, but the way to clarify, is it a sign from spirit or just something happening in your lives is you will feel it through the body. So everything that comes from spirit, the energy you feel, and it's just, it's just outside of yourself. You just know that something happened right at the right time that just, you're not really quite sure you can't put your finger on it. And that's usually when you know it's a sign from spirit. When your imagination comes into play, you you overthink it. Well, I wonder if this, I wonder if that, I, and that's when it's it's not, it's not a sign from spirit because you're just wondering, is that a sign? It's when you feel it and it takes your breath away in, in a profound way or that I don't know how that happened. I can't put my finger on it, but something just moved me there. Something happened there. And that's the that's the sign from spirit. Mm, would those be the times to write your notes down so you can keep track of these connections and how you're connecting? Yeah, I absolutely. I would say for sure. Yeah, I used to take a, a lot of notes. And then after a while, you just start to know the resonance of when your father or grandmother, whoever comes in from the other side, you know the messages, their signs and symbols, they all have unique ways of coming through and connecting with us. I mean, some of them are are very scent-based. You'll have a, a loved one that will come through that was a smoker and you'll be, you know, in the middle of doing something and you'll smell smoke and you you might think of the individual and you know that that person is popping in to say, hi, how are you? Generally, when you've got something going on in your life that you need help with is why they would come in, not just because they can, although that can happen. Or you may have a grandmother that was a baker and all of a sudden, you know, you're driving to work and you're in a perfectly clean car and you smell apple pie. It's that kind of a thing. Or a song will come on the radio that is, or, you know, on your iPod that's not on your playlist. That that kind of thing can happen often. And it's your loved one coming through saying, hey, I'm here and I'd like to help you with something or just remember me. We had beautiful memories together. Generally, they come through in that way because they want to provide that comfort, that love, that closure to let people know that they're okay on the other side. And especially if you didn't get to say goodbye, that's a really big piece. Do you you feel we're headed in a different direction when it comes to our daily life and the way we're running our businesses by paying attention and embracing these, these signs, what it feels like in our body and the flow. Do you think it's changing kind of the landscape of how we are as entrepreneurs? I would hope so. I would say yes. And I would also say, I hope so. Um, You know, Back years, years ago, decades ago, you know, they talk a lot about or there was talk around, um, you know, men in business having that really good gut sense, you know, that uh, that's, you know, clairsentience that just they they would have that strong feeling, that decision making. And and then there was that feeling of, well, women's intuition or women's sixth sense, you know, that kind of. Um, also in a different clairsentience way where women would feel things about it. So imagine if we put both of those strengths together, you know, the the gut decision-making with how it feels and being on track and applying that not only to your life, but also to a business. How great would that be? I think it's, I think, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do that? 
And take those two strengths and one's not better or stronger than another, but together they can be such an amazing kind of force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think it's just, it could add so much value, um, not only in feeling good about what you're doing with your work, but also, um, you know, the expansion of your business or how how it's successful in whatever you deem success to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't that an important point <laughs> that it's your definition of success? That's right. That's right. Listening to those, those nudges and those feelings and not necessarily acting on them immediately, but just kind of filing them a little bit and saying, you know, I felt like that about this and I'm feeling like this, about this new opportunity coming. And if the last one went well, then this one feels the same. It would likely go the same way or vice, you know, the the opposite of that, if it didn't go well and I'm feeling this way again, then it's just kind of a heads up, right. Of, you know, maybe I'm not going to enter into that and I'm going to pay attention to it, or I'm going to ask, I'm just going to put this out there, ask benevolent source higher than ourselves. What would be the right opportunity or the, the right next step? We can make it easy for ourselves. And this is certainly how I live my life. I ask the questions. I ask, it's a constant sort of Q&A, but keeping it simple, you know, what it, what is the best for me? What is my next step? How would I feel great about my life? What would be a great opportunity for me? And, and show me what it is. Bring me a sign. Bring me something so that I would understand that. And if everybody even just posed those questions, on a daily basis, you know, in their mind, when they're having their coffee, the shower, their drive to work, whatever it is, keeping it simple, and then paid attention to any feelings, nudges, suggestions from other people, or what they what they might hear on the radio or the television, you know, we're constantly receiving messages, and then we can act on those. But if you started your day with that, you know, what's what's great about my life? Show me something. What's a great opportunity for me? What would make me really excited about this? Or what would be a great next step? Or how could I expand my business? What would make me feel like I'm really offering a dynamic service that is going to make me feel passionate and so full of integrity and accomplishment by offering it? And then you, you set your intention and, and show me, show me what that is. I love the idea of just just asking that it's a simple act and something that we shouldn't be scared to do. That sometimes it's hard to um, ask for help, and that it's it's so readily available if you just ask. It is. It really is. I would love to suggest to people to keep it simple and practical, and for for people to know that. They can connect to their intuition, whether they want to call it their intuition, their wise self, connection to a guide, connection to a loved one. Let's just use the term we can connect and and maybe keep it that simple or that easy and just ask the questions. Ask, Ask those questions. You know, how can I live a better life? What would make me happier? How can I improve? How can I expand? And keep that dialogue going and then really enjoy and see what arrives for you. That's the real magic that happens. It's so beautiful when it happens. When you ask a question and, you know, in my experience, I've pulled up into a parking lot and it's written on the license plate what I was asking the answer to. Wow. And if it can happen for me, it can happen to anybody. So get excited about, you know, that beauty and that magic of um, connection that, that you can receive and and it feels it just feels great it feels it's exciting it's it's information coming outside of ourselves that is helpful to us on our life path and to help us be successful not only as we're talking about in business but also success in in how we feel about ourselves our own self-worth our personal life's relationships it just has such a beautiful ripple effect So that's what I would like to close with, to ask so that you have that connection for yourselves before you even think about having to offer it to somebody else. It's okay to enjoy that yourselves before you have to put it into practice. Something that I've always been in 
awe of you about is your balance of that you have a job that is so tied into the spiritual realm, but that you are such a practical person, I think more than I am in so many ways. And you have this beautiful way of marrying the two and and making it simple and accessible and practical in people's everyday lives. Yeah, I think that's important if you're embarking on the, you know, journey of, you know, psychic and mediumship, because it is very exciting when you make that connection. It can feel so profound and and even overwhelming uh, when that message moves through you that you can get caught up and and lose a day, half a day. So it's really about making that connection, but but realizing that, well, you're still here and living your life and, and there's things you have to do and, and you can blend the two together. And that's really when it, it is that perfect balance. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That we're still here in these human bodies for a reason. It's not, (laughs) it's not all about connecting all of the time that we still have things to do while we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That practical essence about it is really important to keep Um, you know, that common sense with it, I think, is what I'd say. Yeah. And also appreciate, you know, the common sense, the practicality of it, but also appreciate um, the support that is there for everybody if you ask and you, you notice it, if you notice it as well. Thank you for tuning in and sharing this very special space with me. If you loved what you just listened to, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would be so grateful if you left a comment, a rating, and shared with anyone that you feel called to. Sending you so much love and light. Until next time, take care, lovelies.